This is D. Yo, and this is C. <laughs> and this is Black, Black Meets World. World. And today we, we are- got some special guests in our room. <laughs> we are joined by TT and Gigi of the Oprah Roll Show. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yes, I know. We're so excited. So I go way back with TT. Girl, I was about to call your name. Um, as always. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> and just like friendship and all that good stuff. But, you know, they have a dope podcast. And then me and Gigi apparently go way back all the way to Atlanta. Because we share the same sorority ties. Uh, and know the same people. Hey, girl. And even now, one degree of separation. For, you know, 0.5 oh, shit. Educated right. black folk. You know, we all related. Yeah. Right. right. If you can read and write, you, say, no, you, know, so, you know somebody. <laughs> so with that said, ladies, can y'all tell us about who you are and the Oprah Rose Show? Okay. We were just saying, this is so weird being reversed. But, um, it is. Yeah, so I am TT. Um, so what? Point five part of the Oprah Rose Show. I guess G and I met. We met working together at. We both worked in the music industry, and we worked together at Motown at the time. And I think it was at like eight, seven years ago. I think or something like that. And um, nah, like nine, like nine. Yeah, because yeah. no, because Motown was my first job. Okay, and you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had a million jobs. Um, so I was probably like my third. But yeah, we met there, and then we've been friends ever since then. And I think we would always have these conversations, and people would be like, it was taboo or crazy. And, and our G chats used to be, I guess, like super lit. Yeah, and people were like, oh, you guys should do a podcast. And this was like three years ago. And we're like, we're not doing it, whatever. And then I think finally, after like the 10th time, we were like, all right, let's give this thing a go. This is weird. It sounds like us. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, let's just try it. You know, I think, you know, when we started out, it was just like us just drunk as shit. Like, bitch, fuck him. Like, no, because, but now. Literally you know, venting. Like, venting. No, it, it literally was like, it was just us venting. You know, and now, what, what are we, 68 episodes in now? That's so amazing. it's been a journey. It's That's been great. Sad. It's been amazing. I literally yeah. think this is our 68th episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Look, I'm over here looking like, is it? You see, <laughs> clearly, you see our dynamic. Um, that's amazing. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Cool. I really yeah. believe in like numerology, so that's like a really good thing, you know? Okay. Hello. Come Same. through. Word. Hey, Gigi. Hi. Um, so I'm G, uh, also known as Janae. I don't mind saying my little government. Everything that T said as far as backstory with us collaborating and working together and just being besties. Yeah, it's been a great journey right now. I guess personally, professionally, I do marketing and then, you know, work on the Oprah Rose show full time because, you know, the dream is always a full time job. Um, but fuller, it's fuller not a the, job. Look, because, fuller sometimes right. than the other. <laughs> than the by day, the, right. the publicity trade. I'll be like, mm, yeah. I actually have to go work on my dream. Yeah, I'm going to leave right now. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's been um, you know, super fulfilling and 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 great and um I'm excited to be here with y'all. Yay. Yeah. The feeling is mutual. Yes. Cool. Um so usually we would jump into like a deep conversation about so what's your journey been? How did you get here? But I feel like that's kind of understood. We all come from professional backgrounds and I think it'd be more entertaining to get into some um good drunk conversation as well word and because y'all have a podcast we want to shout out y'all and if y'all want to know who they are more in depth go check out their podcast we want to put y'all on as much as possible as well so let's move into the juicy shit um (laughs) (laughs) what would you like to discuss at first 
You want to touch on your political corner? Sure. These political corner coming at you earlier in the episode today. Well, first and foremost, today is the election between Doug Jones and Democrat Roy Moore, um, who sleeps with his cousins. And 13 that are like 14, right? So 45 and them basically decided that it was still cool for him to run. And the election is today. Uh, It's currently 730. So we actually don't know the results yet. But I'm sure by the end of this episode, we will. And we can circle back to that. In addition to that, the accusers of 45 uh, have decided to petition Congress to investigate sexual misconduct allegations, which... I'm really excited about, especially because the time person of the year was actually named the Silence Breakers. Yes. Which is basically the group of women who have come out against all of these sexual assault allegations. So I think it's perfect timing for any and everybody to voice all of the shit that's been going on and, and prosecute the people that we've been seeing in the news. How do y'all feel about, um, well, A, I agree. And I love like there's now empowerment for women and shit men i don't know if there's some men in a, in a you know smoke to come out and speak against issues that have come against them right or harassment that's happened to them for some reason i'm bothered like fuck that taylor swift is on the cover of that time magazine yeah, that's what i was actually <laughs> but you know who am i to judge yeah. someone who's been sexually harassed yeah. but i just feel like she screams white victim all the time but all you know. the time she's the definition For of white sure. feminist to me Ugh. she's just somebody who she's so glorified <laughs> by the white she, I mean, Women. she, I think no matter what, she's always the victim. No matter what she right. does, no matter right. what relationship she's in, no matter what, right. like, she never owns always, up to anything. Ever. She's always the victim. And I, we were talking about her one time. And I was like, I love some of them songs. I'm not even going to lie. Like, yeah. I love the new one, shit. But she had but one song ridiculous. that I could actively remember, and I can't remember it now. I want to say <laughs> it started with a B. It was like Blink or Blankets or. I don't. I just like and to it be bopped. Honest, I it just don't it just the... bopped. Like it was a it was a great song when it was on the radio. But after that, I forgot about it. And I, I mean, she's very uh, unforgettable or forgettable. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she is. Yeah. Okay. So also, oh, Colin Kaepernick got the Muhammad Ali Award, and Beyonce looked stunning and presented it to him, which really warmed my heart. Walter Scott, y'all remember him? He was killed in South Carolina in 2015, and the cop who killed him, Michael Slager, twenty years. Nigga. Got, it's about damn time. Well, I mean, right. one of like a small win. 100 a million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a million. Right. It's a little <laughs> difficult to stomach, but you yeah. probably don't even have all the statistics like one in a million. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And there I mean, if you get on Twitter, you could see the stats about how many people are killed by cops in the United States compared to everywhere else in the world is like at least four times as high and in, in right. so many other places combined. It's absolutely unreal. Yes. And shout out to Colin. I'm just, you know, I just love him. Me too. Don't he make you feel proud to be black? He does. And you know what? I think the, and maybe it's not even irony, but I love how he has, you know, white parents that adopted him and he is still very much so proud and they still support him and his movement and, you know, and he's direct with his identity, you know, not only as as black, but biracial, but very much so like proud to be who he is. And I I think that that is beautiful too, because I believe like Trump tweeted something and, you know, this is when he was on his like whole NFL rampage, which is like every day. But um, <laughs> one thing he said something about, like, you know, the supporters of him being something. And, and his mom was like, well, I guess that makes me a racist bitch or something. She said something along those lines, you know, and I was mm-hmm. I'd always wondered how they felt, you know, because they are white, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I love that they support him too. So I think that that's you know beautiful. It is. And I think it's overlooked too. It is. Mm-hmm. Not many people really are woke to that. That right. he was raised by white people. Yeah. So same with Obama. Facts. And then the last bit of poli- that's a whole other conversation. Mm, it is. <laughs> you saw how I was like, arms. I was going to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, talk, we can talk but, about but it. No, whole- it is. But I have a theory about people of mixed uh, heritage, mixed race heritage, and how they usually be the most militant folks. Mm-hmm. I feel like because they grow up with family who might still go to NASCAR races, which doesn't mean racist, but NASCAR races <laughs> and just like embodies so like blatant. this very like, you know, white culture. And mm. You know, I'm just thinking about Jesse Williams. I'm thinking about a person like Jermaine Cole, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross. 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 Like they're very at the they're very vocal about them identifying as black, but also vocal about, you know, standing up for their own race and other people of color. I've just I personally noticed that I that's just my little opinion that I've I've taken but you know well I think you know how in the Solange album where she has the interludes and Tina gets on there and is talking about how for a lot of white people pro-black means anti-white right I feel that a lot of mixed people have somehow skirted that issue like they've been able to be pro-black and not anti-white and i don't know if it's because they are actually half white Mm -hmm. but i think it's a lot more accepting from mixed people because they have the perspective of both and they're just white folks well i don't know or do you think it's just easier to digest you know it's maybe that's somebody that is you know like let's say if colin was like bigger and he was dark like mm. you're automatically kind of looked at as like aggressive you know Threatening. so true mm. you're just like autom- like literally just visually i you guess can w- maybe be looked at what like i was that. what i'm looking at is um you know a lot of people like jesse williams on both sides of the aisle he he's involved in a lot of things but he's just fine shit you know he's in a show like Grey's anatomy which mm-hmm. is produced by shonda but there's a lot of white people who watch that show right. or tracy ellis ross like white folks love blackish and you know but she still <laughs> champions the cause in her own way and she actively promotes on her social media and all that stuff both yeah. the black and white even in the show she's Biracial, biracial yeah. yeah and so um i think there maybe it is just more uh accepted i guess mm-hmm. in a certain way and then the, i mean the last thing on here basically is on december 1st michael flynn who is the former national security advisor uh pled guilty to lying to the fbi and said that he would basically cooperate to take down the entire administration, the whole family, whatever he needed to do. He's basically mm. gone sing, sing to the hills. like a bird. Yeah, and mm. I'm I'm really excited about that because then, <laughs> of too. course, Forty Five tweeted <laughs> and was like basically saying that he knew Flynn lied to the FBI and to Pence when he told Comey to drop the case, which. Is a direct admission of obstruction of justice. Uh, what was the tweet? I, almost verbatim to what I just said. You want me to find it? Yeah. In in the midst of you doing that, so for those who are not as familiar, <laughs> I love that you don't call him by his name. Call him forty five. Can I can I be honest? It it literally just took me like four times of you saying that. I was like. What is forty five? <laughs> I was yeah, like, no. what? What I just don't, is that? I just don't say it. And okay. then I was like, oh, okay. This is this is the tweet. I had to fire General Flynn because he lied to the vice president and the FBI. Number one, the admission that he knew that he mm. lied. Right. Okay. He has pled guilty to those lies. Post tense or pretense? So post tense, he had to fire him because he lied. So he knew about it. 
Two, he he has pled guilty to these lies. It is a shame because his actions during the transition were lawful, which basically is an admission that during the transition period, he knew that he lied, told Comey to drop the case and then fired them both, which can be either obstruction of justice or collusion or both. So sounds like both. Right. I'm really happy because he, he like says things. And he doesn't really realize what the implications are. And they're treating his tweets like official documents. Yeah. So it <laughs> baffles me that nobody has changed his password. I don't understand. That's why, honestly, I don't understand why I, he's still able to freely. I mean, but he's probably he's so egotistical. Yeah, he's like say, Mr. He's, Untouchable. Yeah, he's the mm-hmm. type of person that you probably no team in place could ever essentially like tell him what he is and is not right. to do. I mean, he's still tweeting from his own personal account. You know, he's not even tweeting from the POTUS. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, he's mm-hmm. not which is a shame because they had to you know how they had to retire POTUS 44 and make it POTUS 45 and do all this archive shit uh-huh. and like he doesn't yeah. even tweet from it nope I'm kind of glad me too yeah because he's right. exactly be exactly because yeah. you are not it's a blatant disregard for what everything uh, is going on and so then also this was funny Essie and I were on our way here we were on the train and I was running <laughs> I was running down this list of things to her and you know we were on the D train express trying to get up here and hella it was the C train but no no, no. no it was a D it was a D hella people got on pause pause okay hella, hella <laughs> people got on the train right and so I'm reading the list, and in front of us is this black girl. She's clearly listening, but like not commenting. And she wh- minding her business. <laughs> this white guy turns around and was like, "Did you know that they're doing?" I was like, "I looked at C. He starts talking about. He's like, yeah, I hope that they get them all. I hope that he sings like a bird and blah blah blah.' He's mind you, he's my age probably. He's like twenty seven, eight, whatever. Know. You know, white people age differently. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he was like, he was, he was a male, so he aged a little bit better than you know white women. But anyway. And so then he's then he was like, and you know that they subpoenaed uh, Trump's, Trump's account Deutsche, from Deutsche Bank. Yeah, Deutsche Bank and yeah. I was like, huh? I'm like, let me write this down. Said, wow. What else you got? Right. He said, yeah, they were they were laundering money. Right. But, you know, they feel like they, and then the girl chimes in and says it's because they feel like they're above law. And we had like a beautiful moment of just like camaraderie. <laughs> Inspiration on right. the D train. Right. It was amazing. I love it. It was actually really funny. But it was cool because. And I, everyone else was listening around us. Right. I just find it, you know, it's it's hard to talk about these things in certain places because yeah. you have to you have to be very yeah. careful about yeah. who's in the room and who's yeah. paying attention right so we were kind of being free about it on the train not the you know but people usually mind their business on the train but this guy they was do. just like oh no right like, if there's one place that people mind their business it is the train <laughs> always so that really interesting. but he didn't have headphones in and he was here for this conversation so i was like you know what i'm glad i support this i support this message and it made me feel better about having this little corner time because yeah. <laughs> i feel like the, no, it's the people necessary. need to know the people need to know yeah so, do. you definitely have to come on our show and do this um, i know <laughs> i feel like our views are i'm like fuck him no because he's just wrong damn it i don't know but he's wrong <laughs> it's a good balance because <laughs> right. i call this i call him this that nigga trump like yes. that's literally how I, <laughs> that would be that would be ours like that would sure, be, be like donnie but dp yeah. delivering facts i'm like i couple <laughs> I sometimes like, I call him true. DJ just for like shits and giggles, but <laughs> typically it's 45. Wait, so how did, sorry, we kind of skipped over this, but I do actually want to ask y'all, how did y'all uh, get to name your podcast The Oprah Rose Show? Yeah, let's get more details about The Oprah Rose Show. <laughs> Good one. Whoa, I feel like it took us a while to get that name and T came up with it. And I think, I don't know, we were like going back and forth, like, what do we call it? What do we call it? And, um... And T came up with the name and together we were like, oh, gosh, because, you know, Oprah being from, you know, Mother Oprah and Rose being from Amber Rose and us not being pigeonholed into one 
typecast category, category yeah. of womanhood. Oh, you know, that you can be Yeah, you can be, you know, sexually free, sexually liberated and 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 culturally exposed and educated and fun and you know, you don't have to be you know we're we're modern day millennial women and and we're you know POC. No Nola darlings. No Jesus Christ. No, no, oh, darling. Shy, shy. Keep going. Wait, I can. I'm gonna, gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> table that. Come back. Okay. Boom. Yes, I mean that's you know that was us. Multi-dimensional. We, we like yeah, yeah we wanted can, to speak. We wanted to be like a safe haven haven for every woman because it's like yeah, I can talk about some whole shit I did yesterday, but I'm also going to talk about you know this new book that I'm reading or my goals and my aspirations struggles. and different things like that. You know, yeah, right. things you're going through. Like, I love it. Yeah, very conversational, and and I think we just wanted it to be a platform that could be relatable that. You know, women, you always think that you're the only person going through something at, at said time. But it's like, no, we're all here. You know, we're all here to exchange and share ideas. And, and you know, I'll just keep the energy flowing. Hello. Word. I love it. Okay, wait. Let's go back to this Nola Darling. <laughs> we, <laughs> now, wait. No spoilers, first of all, if y'all don't know who Nor- uh, Nola Darling is. Well, I mean, we can't get spoiled. Let's, like, say, it like, all right, even, spoiler alert. No, I didn't finish it. But these oh, are oh, yeah, aren't even spoiler alert. It's not even very specific to the show. It's just, I just... And I and I actually I wait, wait wait I'm sorry. The show is a Netflix show sorry, yes. produced by Spike Lee. It's called She's Gotta Have She She's Gotta Have It. Mm-hmm. A continuum from the movie. The movie. The movie. Yeah. And the main character is the chick who is from Brooklyn. 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 Fort Green. Fort Green. No no no. What's She's the show from that she was underground? In? Thank you. She was in Underground, and I don't know other stuff. She actually lives in Harlem with her husband. Really? Underground. Nice. Yeah, I stalked her page like a few. I like, did too. I, for me to like hate her, I like. The, I think yeah. the actress as a person, yeah, right? The well, so great. yeah, I was yeah. literally stalking. So her the setting is like she's in Brooklyn and she's dating three men and a woman, and a lady, and a woman. <laughs> yes, and I just got to that part, which is so unrealistic because can't nobody keep consistent people in their life. But bitch, let's going. get into it. So wait, let's wait, going. go so ahead because I'm ready to go into the that show. Part. Is essentially her just living her life. She's an artist and that she's could dating never afford her apartment in Fort Greene to keep going. Sorry. And so, and she, she's dating three vet, well, aside from the woman, she's dating three very, very, very different men. Um, one's married and like, they get into it about that all the time. He's like, got a lot of money, whatever else. And then she's got this Brooklyn nigga who's just, you know, chilling, like having a good time. He's like the beatbox Mars. dude on the corner of Mars. He's just kicking. And then she's got the pretty boy who works out all the time, loves who's looking gay. in a mirror. As He's fuck. gay as fuck. He's more of a lady than me. He's more of a lady than me. He's low key a queen, but everybody low high key. key. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. So y'all see what the this. context is, <laughs> and she's basically just going around trying to live her life. How, I didn't get through the whole thing. I think I'm on episode like five or six. That was a pretty good recap for like having gone through. Yeah, right. I mean, you don't, to be honest, you don't really need to watch nothing else. Shit, you've seen the whole no. show. I'm not There's finishing nothing that else. Shit. Yeah, I told you, I was like, don't, don't finish it. I just don't think, like I said, it. Given that time when Spike first created it, mm. it probably was groundbreaking. But now to date three different men, it's not. Is nothing, it realistic? I think it is. I think the the um, consistency of them dating of the was rotation the, yeah that's the part to me that was unrealistic mm-hmm. like especially in new york like you have people people are busy as shit and like and everybody wanted to lock you down really bitch really everybody. every other day too yeah. like there's, and there's no woman, mess three got no mess and then i mean and and, and then I, a lot of her logic i just didn't ever understand like Same. she thought that she was having control by only like sleeping in her bed but i don't even understand how 
first of all, she also was so selfish. She was so yeah. self-absorbed. God, yeah. She was like aloof. And it was like, oh, but because I care about causes greater than me, um, I'm a really good person. No, bitch, you're trash. Mm-hmm. And your relationships with females are even trashier. Right. Like, you're never you're there for your friends. Yeah. You're a trash character. Like, none of those friends would have been, also, the group of her friends, they never would have been friends in real life. Like That's true. They never would have been friends in That's real life. That's an awkward-ass group of four. It was so, so awkward. awkward. <laughs> unless, like, unless, unbelievable. unless they really grew up now, because even when they we grew didn't. up together. The white girl, like, lived in the building. Yeah. She lived in the building. Then you had the super, like, stush, um, you know, her friend that was, like, the art director. And, oh, and I hated how, with the thing with her with and the- Mars, like, how you, that was your, that was your girl's dude, and she clearly that was so foul. liked him. But you're just fucking, but it obviously caused a wedge between your relationship. But you're yeah. just fucking. And also, you clearly claim to not like him and like, you don't you, like him yeah so you either played your friend or you played yourself and either way you look crazy i didn't like that at all she, right. she was a terrible I, and then, I don't know. And then the married person. man she what's his name person. Jamie. Whatever. Jamie. Yeah, i was like what is his name <sighs> he just, was never gonna leave his wife never ever, ever and she but the thing is she tried to make that a thing yet she doesn't want to be a main like she want to have right. all sides and she want to be a side for everybody but then she want to make <laughs> demands like she's like she, yeah. the entree. I'm like, like she girl, was the main feature. what is what <laughs> you are you know actually role, doing? Yeah, if you're gonna play that role yeah. and you're gonna put them in that role, then mm-hmm. you got to know where your line is. She she was just extremely. She's selfish. so selfish. That that's what, especially towards the end when she invited. Oh, never mind. Spoiler. Go ahead. Um, you can you can say it. We've already when spoiled invi- a lot. When she invited everyone over for Thanksgiving dinner, mm-hmm. a who's also everybody who's just free and wants to be with you on Thanksgiving. Oh, I said the same thing. Family. Is doing who? that shit. Right. Who? <laughs> How? And wait, wait. Is it on Thanksgiving Day? How? Yes. Yeah. And so oh. all it's, of her it's lovers the movie. come in. It's, if you've seen the movie, it's literally. Right. Yeah, it's and from the movie. What really oh. took me over was like, okay, her inviting everyone over and then everyone being like, okay, so what's the purpose of this? And she nobody expla- left. Right. And she explains everything. What, let me know what nigga is going to be cool with two other niggas that's in a room that you you fucking and you want me to sit here and act like I'm cool with them and, and eat a whole one. meal eat a full meal Not and stay animal. around this would have really this would have got me when it went into the musical she had them little hand symbols I said uh, I don't know what the fuck we just got on. into but I'm conf- <laughs> I fast forwarded I don't I know Raspberry but right I don't need to sit here Spike and watch a whole <laughs> choreographed musical um, what? You know, line dance made no sense I didn't, so I never saw the movie so I guess oh. I watched it first I had never seen it either I watched it before okay. I watched the show so is I it a similar to like a dear white people situation where you like the movie or you like the show but not both I mm. liked both for dear white people I did too but so a I lot of people I feel like didn't yeah I, I did I, like both I, I didn't like the first ep- first couple episodes of Dear White People, but overall, I like both. Okay, but I don't think I seen Dear White People the movie. Love the yeah. love the show though. Yeah, the show was good. Yeah, this is what I'm say about both because I've honestly haven't seen um, She's Got to Have It since college. But I will say that for the time that it was created in the 90s, it was spot on. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Right. I feel like this was a very antiquated outlook on what it is to be a woman dating multiple people in New York. I think it came from a perspective of Spike being a mm-hmm, male mm-hmm. and not like the actual <laughs> yes, experiences real. of a woman. Because I'm like, she can have an attitude and be in a mood and have a, issues with all these different people, but she's allowed to get away with, with murder and they're never allowed to like be irritated with her. That just, Ever. they, they, they Ever. all just am- amended to her needs yeah. and that annoyed but me. So mm-hmm. not Also, real. like I truly, truly hated when she was like, I am done with men. There's no more men in my loving bed. 
but that doesn't mean I still can't get it on. Or so, so, so that was like, so. And then she ugh. started dating. So that women. was that was right after me, the the, the uh, black dress episode. Yeah. Oh, don't so me so the black dress episode. Right. We, that, that we were like that young ass dress. That oh. episode <laughs> actually was the turning point for me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What annoyed me is that as a person who considers herself who, who identifies as fluid and I identify as queer, don't you dare paint a picture that I'm now interested only in women because men have wronged me. That's right. the, that is like such a disrespectful notion that you are putting upon, and, it, and it's coming from a man's perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm done with men, and I'm done with the misogyny, so I'm going to go to, to bitches. No. no. That's not how it goes. <laughs> that's not how it goes. <laughs> Literally not. It's not Ever. a switch. And that's yeah. the thing I think politically was wrong, where he made it sound like it's just a switch that you turn on and off in yeah. terms of your sexuality. Yeah, but the the episode with the black dress is the one that got me because I'm sitting there. I, I was really trying to give it a chance. You and said it was the turning point, meaning you started to dislike it. Yeah, okay. like I just I, I yeah. felt very odd about how she wore this dress differently with each of these men to prove a point. Right, and then mm-hmm. got mad at all three of them. And got mad. <laughs> I got mad at you. I was just ma- like, girl, well, you had like a tiny. First, that shit was mad little. First of all, she got it from like Rainbow. Right. Right. And I'm I like, said, come on now. I'm like, you're thirty. Yeah, I was like, you got that shit from pretty little things <laughs> you're too grown that was disguised as a boutique oh, in, in, exactly. in the words of Kanye rock forever 21 but just turned 30 right. girl get your life I couldn't right. understand that at all then she wears it to this super high end restaurant mm-hmm. gets mad at him then she wears it out in the streets to the club tries to fight I'm just mm-hmm. like girl where what do you think she's justified because I'm a woman I shouldn't be treated like this just because I'm wearing this dress do you agree if her contacts have been better yeah yeah, I, I mean, think it's, it's yeah. tough. Like, listen, let's be realistic. How how you dress is is how you're perceived. You know, like I get a t- I can get a totally different reaction if I've got on a tight dress than I do if I'm in jeans and Tims. So it, like I said, it's it's very unfortunate. But it's just one of those things. You also have to know that and know your audience is what I would say. Yes, you know, like know your audience. Know if you're going somewhere and you you don't know, her going to River Cafe with dude and with that tiny little dress on. He probably is like he was. Oh damn, was like damn. I just want to rip your clothes off and then was like, but put my jacket on. Like right. nah, nigga, yeah. pick one. Right. Like, what, what, what you're gonna do is stay in your lane. Yeah, I spent four hundred dollars on her, so she, we're, we're gonna have a good time. But okay. I feel like she could have own it. Yeah, she should have owned it better and she should have known her audience better. Mm-hmm. And at first, in the River Cafe, she could have had some over the knee boots and it yeah. literally would have been fine. And even in the, the club, it was fine. Like she, right. nothing even. Mars just said whatever he said after the fact, and then she yeah. got all offended. Like she ain't know she looked bad in a dress. Like, like girl. Right. You bought the dress because, first right. of all, you couldn't afford it. You paid with it with three cards. Right. You right. don't have rent that money. Too. And right. then you want to be upset when guys are like, oh, you look good. Huh? Right. I couldn't get past the fact that I didn't think it was that scandalous. I was like, and it wasn't, shit, though. Was like, it well, wasn't. Oh, boy, body. I didn't see the big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to attack her personally, but I was just like, bitch, you acting like you got your coochie cat out. Yeah, I wear this regularly. Like, right. I'm missing the message. So I, I feel like I went there. That's another thing. I feel like I, I took that dress so differently than yeah. I would have normally because of the way they shot it. They were like trying to make it seem like she was the out here. It was so provocative. Yeah. It's from a lens of a man. I, I literally yes. was like, yes. I feel like yes. I've literally said that. I was like, I thought it was in the writing room besides Ooh. Spike. And then I saw an Instagram post and it was like, the women of She's Gotta Have It. And I was like, it was bitches in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to disagree with Spike. I, yeah, I was literally, and, I was, and it was a mix. Like, yeah. young, old. And I was like, yeah, really? so no one raised their hand and be like, this is this super ever, they, dated. Even the way she spoke it was like yeah son because that was wickety wickety whack like she right. didn't say but Jimmy had it was like, terrible good night yeah. nobody oh, you know, I hate, you know I hated the clothes you know I hated the fucking styling and I just 
And but that I wasn't as mad about the styling, but I hear what you're saying. No, it it was very dated. I, it was. I didn't know what year oh, okay. it was. It made I me appreciate insecure. That's fair. Yeah, and that. Well, it felt like we it was like it. a hipster vibe, but not. But not. Not yeah. like Greer wore a. I mean, listen, girl, whoever, Greer was dressed head to toe in Zara. That, <laughs> so, that girl was dressed to the teeth. That girl, she came ready. <laughs> Y'all okay? are so stupid. Greer was. She was on point. All right. She was wearing her sheer um, chiffon <laughs> to dinner. She had her nails done. Yes. She, she had eyebrows threaded. This two thousand square me? foot loft. Where do you live? Where is that? And you're a model, but you ain't really a model model, and you make it. And this is also the thing. One of my friends called me. She's like, I love, she's got to have it. So she's married, though, in Baltimore. And I was like, bitch, fuck that show. Insecure is my show. Like, right, right, right. So we, and I told her, I was, we had this long conversation about it. And I was like, I think us also living in, in New York, in this essentially semi being your life, you know what it's like. And you just know that this isn't super realistic. So right. I think for somebody else, it is like, oh, damn, maybe that is how it is. But I'm like, no, no. It's hard as shit to get niggas to actually show up and be consistent. Uh, Fact one person. And come Fact correct. So you got four? Because Opal, I would have been with Opal. I, Opal, I, I, Opal so love Opal. her. Like, Opal is a bad right now. Too. Also, bad. Opal was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. She She's came on my screen and I was like, I was too. I was like, oh, oh my God, hey, Opal. She was right. Opal, my type. <laughs> same <laughs> I was just oh like what no I, oh I think that's good perspective though that we live here because yeah, we're so insecure not. insecure it feels more realistic and we don't live in LA right, like, right, we, right, but I right. feel like you the conversations the, the hustle the grind the way they interact Issa yeah. literally actually getting evicted from her apartment because she cannot pay that rent right. that shit is real yeah. you watching her pay three cards for, for a four four dollar dress. dress, but literally doesn't have rent money. Right. Yeah. Where are your priorities? Just, like, no. And it's spending her nights like she she's like, oh, I'm getting a second job, but she's spending all of her time like resisting. Right. And I'm like, girl, at some point you can be a part of the movement, but you got to take care of business at mm-hmm. home, which it but, doesn't seem that you're doing. But that's why I said she felt like that because she was so involved in all these other issues bigger than her. It's like, I'm a good person, though. Yeah. Where she was so distant with those kids, kind of like it was almost like she blew them off. How are you late the first she day was of Drea. school? <laughs> right <laughs> and you know we love us and Drea, love I'm Drea. Drea. I'm Drea uh, was oh. like she she, she said who is Drea it's, 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 um, it's a show that's on VH1 is this or the hip hop joint and it's it something used I, be, used to, um, I used to I used to know she was. she used to be wives on basketball wives and she's oh, essentially okay. like an Instagram model what is she? I mean I know the or name she, but I can't be remembering what show or anything yeah she That's has okay. like um, <laughs> what is she, she like, has okay. the, the IQ Mid of like swim. a bird but then she has a really bad body <laughs> and yeah. she has a history of, of men with money Men yeah. with money yeah. Okay. yeah and she has a really successful bathing suit line mint swim whatever Oh, yeah. I know. She's she really pretty. Interwebs. Okay. But she's a shitty mom. You know, it's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I love Dre. Who's her baby daddy? Which, she has I, two, but mm, we don't know the oh, first she nigga. She does have two babies. I was like, yeah. She the first nigga, one? I think he was like so from the hood. Okay, basketball wise. I got the, it. The second one, Say he's no a, um, I believe a running running back. Or he plays for, or maybe he's on defense. Fuck. I'm late. I'm. He's real a fucked up with football. Don't he, he, like, plays he plays for the Cowboys. Okay, cool. I just yeah. I know the name, but I couldn't place it. I'm sorry. I had to let her go because I used to like when I did watch <laughs> you know that go. you know trash TV. It was cool, and then I just kept following her even after I watched it. But what really got me is when she made a post about oh my poor baby. I'm gonna send him out in a bucket hat and long sleeve shirt and pants so he doesn't get too dark for his school pictures. And I said, you know what, bitch? She said that. Wait, what? You canceled. 
Wow. She she <laughs> has no idea of like what to say. Like she just has no the IQ of a bird. Yeah, she has no social cue. She just has like no nothing. She's yeah. she's just terrible. Like, yeah, yeah, she she is. She's, she's just a pretty. Terrible. That's it. Yeah. That's it. She makes she just pretty miss, to look at. I love her so She's nice to look yeah. at. <laughs> she's just pretty I to look at. That. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta take things for what they are, you know? <laughs> okay. And that is Drea. Just a pretty girl. And or, on that note, we're gonna wrap up there because <laughs> that's that. So Y'all plug the podcast in any way possible. Tell us where to find y'all when y'all uh, post and all that good stuff. So we post episodes every morning on Wednesdays. Okay. And you can find us on Instagram at the Oprah Rose Show, on Twitter, Oprah Rose Show. And our website is theoprahroseshow.com. Oh, hey. Um, we have a live show coming up on hey, January 23rd. <laughs> Third, um, with a special guest, it's in Brooklyn at um, JNR Symposium, and that is yeah January twenty third. And there are tickets, there are Eventbrite links and tickets and all that jazz in our. They're on the website, so you can just yeah. go there to find out more information. And iTunes and SoundCloud. Yep, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram. We respond. Sometimes we try to be timely. It takes a little while sometimes, but we respond. We feel you. Yeah. Everybody got it. day jobs and stuff. Right. We get it. We get right. it. Right. <laughs> You can find us on Black Meets World on Twitter and Black underscore Meets underscore World on Instagram. Email us if you want to hear back and we respond to BlackMeetsWorld <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear. This is our next to last episode for the 2017. Thank you guys for listening and uh, peace. Bye.